You're listening to ADHD Owned, a podcast for ADHD entrepreneurs where we talk about everything that has to do with the unique struggles and laughter that comes with running a business with ADHD. Our goal is to empower you to thrive with your ADHD and teach you the tools that your brain can follow along with so it doesn't sabotage your success. We believe ADHD can be your business's secret weapon. The first step, believe that it can be, and just keep listening because we'll show you exactly how we do it and how we help so many of you amazing, badass ADHD entrepreneurs kill it in your business and have fun while doing it. I'm your host, Jesse Romero. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to ADHD Owned and ADHD Entrepreneurs Podcast. So today I want to admit something that I never thought I could be saying about myself, but I now am the proud owner of Crocs. (laughs) Like I own a pair of Crocs and this is a milestone and an event in my life because it was one of those things that I said I'd never do. Um, And my husband as well. (laughs) And we have like people and family in our life that have Crocs and have tried to turn us into it. But it has not worked. And just recently, we've been feeling like we kind of want some um, because I guess now like being homeowners and like living in a house, it's nice to have something that you can quickly put in and out when you're going to the backyard. And my son was playing in the backyard and he was like trying to get off the seat and he fell and like kind of ripped a bit of his like toe open He was fine. He actually didn't cry that hard. But in that moment, I was like, okay, we need to get him some like easy to put on shoes that like we don't have to help him put on every single time. And like what better than some kid Crocs, right? So I told my husband, he was like, yeah, we just we just need to go get some. So we went off to like the nearest Croc store. And the last time we were at this mall, there was a line to get in like literally and a long line like there was at least 15 plus people outside of the store in like a hot texas summer waiting to get in to buy crocs i was like this is absurd and i don't know if you guys remember this but like back in i looked this up but back in 2018 crocs were all over the news because they were saying that they were closing down about 150 croc stores and They were going to stop production and like basically Crocs were going extinct. And I believe the CEO even like stepped down. And so, of course, what that did was that everyone was like, oh, my gosh, we have to buy Crocs now before they become extinct. Then we can't buy them anymore. And I always thought that was just like a marketing tactic, although I was like, dang, I should probably get some, huh? But I didn't. And now fast forward to 2022 when Crocs are probably the strongest they have ever been. And I looked into this and it's true. In 2020, they like doubled how much they did. And then in 2021, they like doubled that. So they're doing really good. And I read this really interesting article about how Crocs, like how they were able to turn it around from almost going into extinction into like now being the number seventh shoe company, like most popular out there. And one of the things that they did was that before they were marketing to the like 
functionality of Crocs and how comfortable they are, why they're useful to have. So that was like one of their main things that they were leading with for years. And initially Crocs were actually made for like people that boat and people that are in the water um, and gardeners. Then it was like a bit of gardeners and they're called Crocs because like crocodiles are a land and sea animal. And so that's why they made Crocs, right? And actually, I didn't remember knowing this about Crocs, but Crocs have like some type of science (laughs) in the molding of the shoe that it like molds to your feet. Um, So that's why it's really, it's really beneficial to have Crocs. I'm not selling Crocs, by the way, but now I sound like a salesperson, but they just are very comfortable, right? But they haven't always been like the most fashionable, like cutest shoe. So what they did to turn it around is that they focused their marketing and they focused like their purpose from being functionality to then selling it as a fashion piece. And so they started coming out with like cuter designs because before they were just like the solid colors. And I mean, they still have those now, but they threw in more different shades and then they threw in actual designs on the Crocs. So, oh, and then of course they also like there's charms to Crocs. Um, And so you can like design your Croc how you want and add little charms. Um, I bought one. I didn't really like the charms that I saw. I didn't even know I wanted to put charms on them, but I did find one that said the future is female. And I was like, you know what? I like that one. So that was the only one I bought. Um, but so they went from functionality, which is still a huge part of the croc to fashion to like, this is not only comfortable and super easy and convenient, but it's cute. And now it's a fashion statement. And this is so true. Like people wear Crocs, not just indoors in their house, but you see them wearing them out and it is a fashion statement. It's part of their outfit. So I thought this was so interesting when I was in the Croc store. And then especially when I turned over the little price tag and saw how much they're charging for these suckers, I was like, are you serious? I had no idea Crocs were that expensive. Like the normal solid color ones were like, $54.99 USD. I was like $50 for these Crocs. Are you kidding me? Like I remember back when they used to sell in the kiosk at malls for like 20, 30 bucks. And I also remember when, when they like got really big and people would make fun of them so much. And I lived in Florida when these came out and they actually were like first debuted in Florida from my research that I found. And it's just always been the laughing stock. And now they are like on top. Now people buy Crocs and they're cute. They're fashionable. They're comfy. They're convenient. They're waterproof. It's awesome. So that speaks to the power of using your uniqueness to really build and mold your business and attract people. But then also looking at like what people are wanting, what people are looking for, and really catering to that, right? Like they, at first their niche audience was supposed to be boating people, people that are on the water. That was their niche audience. That's who they made the Crocs for initially. Not never realizing or knowing how worldwide this would go, right? So sometimes the niche we pick is not the last one, okay? I have this conversation so much with ADHD entrepreneurs 
where it's like, I don't know what my niche is and I just can't pick one thing and why do I have to niche? And we just have all these issues with niching because we're very multi-passionate, but we're also very indecisive and we also tend to overthink. Um, And a lot of the conversations I have with people, it's not so much that they're so multi-passionate. I think it's more so like it feels very restrictive to pick a niche because you feel like once you've picked that, you can't make up or you've made up your, your mind and you can't change your mind. And then it feels like a limit to where you could go and the possibilities. And it feels like it's going to stunt your creativity, right? Because we know that we can tend to really enjoy and love and be obsessed with one thing for a few months. And then we completely lose our interest for that. And then we want to pursue something else. So that feels hard and scary for entrepreneurs when trying to figure out the whole niching thing. And I approach and teach niching in a very different way because I don't think that niching should be restrictive. I also don't think that people should feel like they can't change their minds. You most definitely can change your mind. Matter of fact, if you have not changed your mind, then you probably have not grown. You've probably stayed the same person. Growth is necessary for a business. Change is necessary to grow your business. And it is okay to completely change your niche or pivot into something or say that you're not going to do something and then completely change your mind in a few months later down the road when you realize, actually, I do want to do that. That does feel aligned. So remember Crocs started out as a boating shoe and it is now worn by people all over the world, celebrities. Um, like I saw that they are, that they now have a contract with a very Vera Bradley, They have a few celebrity designs, even like Post Malone has done a few with them. And if, well, depending on where you're listening in from, but here in Texas, it is like a very normal thing to own a pair of Crocs and you do it fashionably, guys and girls. So you most definitely can change your mind and change the path that your business is going on. But what makes it really easy to sell, to feel aligned is really marketing your uniqueness. Starting from that, what makes you unique? What makes your product, your service, your business? What makes that unique that other people can't easily get in other places in that form, in that way? What makes your business unique? You have to know this. This should be an answer you have in your back pocket ready to pull out if I were to ask you, what makes your business unique? What is your uniqueness? If you don't know the answer to that, then you got to start there, friend, because that really should lead the way you are marketing, the way you're running your business, the way you are expressing and explaining your business. People don't just buy whatever random thing that they could get from somewhere else. When you present what you are offering and selling, like most of the times people have in their back of the mind, like, okay, if I don't buy it from you, like I could just go somewhere else. Like, I I could find something similar to this somewhere else. So why should I go with you? I wonder if there's anyone who's doing this cheaper. I wonder if there's anyone that, that has the same thing that's closer to me. I wonder, you know, people start to wonder. So you have to present your uniqueness. You have to already communicate why you are the better option or why you're not the better option, right? There are so many things that I'm not going to be the better option for a lot of people. 
So my content and when I speak, I want to repel people that are not going to be a good fit for me that probably could find something that is more aligned to them somewhere else. That's why I don't have any competition. I don't see other people doing something similar to me as competitors. I see different options. If my audience only had me as an option, which for a good minute there, they did only have me because I looked for ADHD business coaches. I looked for ADHD entrepreneur coaches. I looked for that back in 2020 and I could not find that. I found two people and that was something that they did, but it wasn't their main focus. Like that wasn't their actual title. So that's when I went on my journey to like figure out how I'm going to support myself in my entrepreneurship and managing my ADHD and molding my business to work for me. And as I did that, I knew that I also had the passion and motivation of like, I'm not just figuring this out for myself. I'm going to figure this out for the rest of us, the rest of us who are struggling and wondering what the heck, how we should be doing this. The rest of us who have invested in other coaches that have no idea how to support an ADHD entrepreneur, because I invested in those coaches and a lot of the things they taught me were really great and really helped me. And then the other things were not so great and did not help me and actually completely went against what I should have been doing. But I don't, I don't like to blame them. And I actually don't like the hate that business coaches get when it's, it's not their job to know about your ADHD. It's not their job to like really support you in that. If they're not marketing themselves as an ADHD business coach, and if you are not communicating and advocating for yourself. Okay. So we, that is, I feel like that is our responsibility. Like we have to invest in coaches or someone that is going to help us in mentors that could understand our brain and could help us through that. And I, I think having a conversation with coaches that you're thinking about hiring is, is good. It's important. Also though, you have to have self-trust. You have to have confidence in yourself because at the end of the day, you are the CEO, not your coach. They're just there to advise you but you don't have to take their advice. Um, and I've even now, like now when I invest in a coach, um, I'm not expecting them to a hundred percent know me and what I should be doing in my business, because that is my job. That's my role. No one knows me better than me. Right. But there are many times when they say something and it is my responsibility to filter out their advice for what could work for me. Okay. And I do this. Like I had a coach and she was great. She actually has ADHD herself, but there were a few things that I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think that's going to work for me. I don't think that's a line. I don't think that that's the path I should take. Um, and I would be honest with her. I'd be like, I I get what you're saying, but I don't think for these reasons. And she would be like, okay, then yeah, if you don't think that that's not it, then let's find something else. Right. A good coach is not going to be offended by that or not going to be like, no, you need to listen to me. Um, ew. Right. But you have to be able to advocate that. And I always tell my one-on-one clients this, like, I am not your ruler preacher. Like you don't have to do what I tell you to do or what I advise you to do. Like you're the CEO at the end of the day. And I may recommend things that actually aren't a good fit for you, but it is your job to decipher and discern if that is a good fit for you. And if you need support on that, then of course I'm here to support you on that. And we can go deeper to, to see if that is going to be a good fit, but stop putting the weight and responsibility on the other person. It's kind of our job to do some of that too. 
don't you think? So anyways, that was kind of a sidetrack. Um, but really, but really nailing your uniqueness is so game changing for your business. And it also makes you feel like so badass that what you do, what you have is really amazing and the right people absolutely need it. And they're going to find it incredible and it's going to be a no brainer buy for them. But if you don't know what your uniqueness is, if you're not leading your business in that way, if it's not fabricated into everything that your business is about and how you communicate it, then you're missing out in lot. You're missing out. Then you're missing out huge opportunities to really connect with your ideal audience. Okay. So I, I have a USP or unique selling proposition, but really it's my uniqueness formula that I help extract from my ADHD entrepreneur clients. And this is one of like the, the first business things that we start to do is really digging deep of like, okay, what makes me unique? How is my business? Not just like the others and really leading with that. And when you do this, okay, listen to this part. When you do this, you're able to mold your business, the way you're operating it to how you should be operating it. What feels easy and flows with your brain, with your capacity, with your life. Okay. A lot of us think like, well, I'm a mom, so I'm not going to be able to do calls from this time to this time, or I'm not going to be able to do blah, 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 blah. Okay. And you think that that is your weakness. You think that that makes you lesser than the other people that are doing something similar to you. What if I told you that that adds value to what you're doing? Because you know who you can speak to now? You can speak to other moms that have been in or are in situations similar as yours. But no, you're over here trying to pretend like that's not your situation, like that's not your reality and feeling shame for it. No, 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 no. Okay. Your uniqueness is in you. We just need to start communicating it. We need to craft what that is and then tell the world about it. Okay. The second part of that is looking to see what is the need? What is the gap in the industry? What are the things that really annoy people? Things that people wish it was more like, what is that that you also have that you can also connect your messaging to. So one is your uniqueness and really looking at the fiber, the DNA of you, of your business, what makes you different from the other people? How are you unique from the other people talking about that? But then the second is looking at what is the need in the industry? What is the need for your ideal client? What do they want? What are they hating that other people do? What annoys them? What do they really like? What do they wish it could be more like? And then seeing if there's anything like that, that connects to the way you're operating your business or how you serve them. And then talking about that. So like my example would be that my uniqueness is that I really understand the ADHD brain and I know how to teach ADHD entrepreneurs how to run a thriving business. This is something that comes very easy to me. Giving out business advice is really easy. Marketing advice is really easy. I've been able to get my clients some incredible results and they were incredible to start with. They just needed some structure. They just needed some clarity 
and some of the pieces together to really make the puzzle pop. They didn't have that and they wasted a lot of time not having that, right? That is my uniqueness, okay? My other my other parts of my uniqueness is that I have ADHD myself. I'm Latina. I'm a mom. Um, I have some type of educational background. Like I really love teaching. It's really easy for me. Um, some of my uniqueness is that I'm really good at graphics and I love that stuff. I'm, I'm a very visual learner and a very visual teacher. So people that are very visual love me because that's how they can grasp my concepts even better. So I'm also like, if you've been listening to this, then I have my personality. I'm not your basic like Amy Porterfield type of teacher. Um, so, and that was one thing that really deterred me in the beginning of coaching where I'm like, I'm not like the other, sorry to say, but all the other white girls, <laughs> that's not me. And how am I supposed to do that? How am I, I feel like I won't be as professional as them. And my vocabulary is not as profound and fancy as theirs are. And I can be a little ghetto and I'm still Latina and I can be sassy. And all of the things I was telling myself that I couldn't be successful as a coach because I didn't see other people like me doing it that way. Um, And this is back in like 2019. Um, And turns to find out that people were looking for someone like me. And the more I loosened up and allowed myself to show up how I am, then the better it got, the more people connected with me. Um, And I remember actually in my membership, when I was looking at the type of clients that I was bringing in, I found that I was attracting a lot of like middle-aged white women. And it was actually quite funny because I'm like, I'm kind of a millennial and I don't know. I just thought that was so interesting because that's a demographic of people that I like wouldn't necessarily like hang out with in real life, you know, and I, and because I don't think that they would see me and want to hang out with me, but in this ADHD world, like it's just such a cool mesh. (laughs) And then of course I was attracting all types of people. Um, it was really quite awesome, but it was a testament to me that I don't have to change the way I am to like attract the person that really could benefit from what I'm, what I'm doing. Like I can be me, I can be my silly, crazy self. And that's going to attract the right person because they saw in me and I've spoken to a lot of them and they really liked the youthful energy, the marketing, they needed a lot of, um, help with like their social media marketing. And that's something that comes easy to me. Um, but also they're just cool as people. (laughs) Um, so all of that to say that you really need to tune into your uniqueness to really be able to sell your business in a way that is so effective, so accurate to what you truly have. And it's going to make people excited to find you, to hear about you, to learn about your business and to buy from you. Okay. And if you need help, crafting out this uniqueness, then you need to sign up for TSA, the Squirrelpreneurs Academy. It's my 12-week group coaching program. Right now I have open spots and it is going to be so amazing for you. After coaching and helping around 360 plus Squirrelpreneurs, I discovered that there's really these four areas 
that need to be honed in on to really start to thrive in your business. And when I say thrive, I don't just mean financially. I mean, enjoying your business, having more time for what you truly want to do. Um, just feeling happy all around and not like this business is sucking the life out of you. Okay. So we're going to go through the four core areas, which is one mindset is the first one we go through because it is the most important business is 80% mindset, 20% strategy. So the mindset piece is very important. We'll talk about like reframing how you see your ADHD, um, going through some of the stories, the beliefs that you hold about yourself and just making sure that those are still serving you. Um, and a few other things. And then the second core is, business foundations. And that's getting really clear on what your niche is, who you are serving, um, what your mission for your business is, but really like those tricky things like your elevator pitch, how to structure your service or your product. Um, anything that is like pricing that comes up, like your product suite, like really all of the like business specific technicality things um, that really tend to keep people back because it's hard to figure that out by yourself. Um, So we're going to go through those business foundations. Then the third core is the ADHD workflow. And this one is, is my favorite because as an ADHD, you have to approach your business very differently. You have to approach your day very differently. So it's really just figuring out what your workflow looks like so that it can help and support you. Okay. Lots of you guys are showing up to your business, trying to run it in a way that is not made for your brain. It's not made for the way you are as a person. So low. So like, no, duh, it's not working for you. No, duh. You're getting so frustrated at yourself and not really getting much done because you don't have a workflow that works for your brain. So we're going to work on creating that, creating systems, a project management system, how to get organized in your brain, but really get your mind organized so that you can like show up to your business as the badass CEO that your business needs that you fully have the potential for. And then the last uh, core is really being able to nail your marketing and your sales. Okay. So this is a big one. And I included in this one because lots, I would say 99.9% of the entrepreneurs that I work with have an incredible business product service. Like they are so freaking good at what they do. It's amazing what they provide. The quality of what they provide is amazing. The issue is that people don't know how amazing they are because they're not marketing. They're not communicating their amazingness. Um, And this is a huge default because how are you supposed to serve people if no one knows where to find you? No one knows who you are, right? So really nailing your marketing and your selling is going to be really amazing um, for these ADHD entrepreneurs that join my program because they're going to learn how to do sales in an easy way that feels aligned for you. Um, And we also are going to cover the empathetic form of marketing because a lot of us are empaths and we run away and are so intimidated by marketing and sales because we don't want to be annoying. We don't want to be salesy. We don't want to come across as this or that, right? So I'm really going to teach you how to do it in a way that's aligned, that's easy, that's going to get you more yeses than nos. Um, So those are the four core areas. So your mindset foundations, your business foundations, 
your ADHD workflow, and then sales and marketing as an empath. So those are the four core areas that I've worked with so many entrepreneurs. And those are the areas that have made the most difference with my strategies that I have already like tested and trialed with so many of my clients that have given them incredible results. So I've put all of this together in a 12 week program. I've put out so many programs and courses. So this is really like a collection of all of the best that I have. Um, and I finally feel so happy about this curriculum and so excited to serve my students. So I already have um, people signed up. So please sign up if you can. You can check the link in the show notes for it. Um, this I am running this as a beta run right now, and it's going to be a live run. I'm hugely contemplating making this an evergreen thing, which means that it's just going to stay open. Um, so there's not going to be like a close and end date. Um, like we're only taking so many people for this round. There's not going to be rounds. It's just going to stay open. Um, so right now though, I am doing a round and it's going to be a live launch. So if you want it at beta price and getting first dibs on that, then check the link in the show notes or send me a DM and I will give you more information. We can figure out if this is a good fit for you or not. Um, but you are leaving money on the table, my friend, if you are not leading with your uniqueness, if you don't even know how to describe it, what that is, and then also looking at the market, looking at your industry, your niche, your, your audience and figuring out how do you connect those two things and then being able to market that, then you need this program. Okay. This Girlpreneurs Academy is for you. It is the last program you're going to need to be able to get to thrive in your business and not let your ADHD sabotage you. Okay. So that is the episode for today. Thanks for sticking around and listening, and I will see you at the next one. Yay, that is it. Thank you for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and took something out of it. If you did, I would love it if you send me a quick DM on Instagram at ADHD female entrepreneurs, because that's going to let me know what really can help you and what I can make more content on. And also it's going to help your brain soak that in even deeper. So win-win, I love connecting with you guys. And if you want more of these conversations or even have questions about what we talked about or anything ADHD entrepreneurship related, then you must join my free Facebook group. It's called ADHD Female Entrepreneurs Community and we have loads of fun there. So go ahead and check that out. If you're looking for any of the links of things that were mentioned in today's episode, make sure to check the show notes. And don't forget friends, you are not alone and you are not crazy.